queers and soaps was on the struggle bus, or at least Tommy was. <laughs> we couldn't hear each other, and it took about 15 minutes before I realized I had my laptop on mute. Sorry, guys. <laughs> For once, I'm the smartest one in the room. But I thought no, I was kidding. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It's it happens. Not, it happens. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Sometimes you forget to take off mute. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for a good story. So today we are talking about, well, first of all, welcome to Prison Soaps. <laughs> welcome. Hello. Um, today we're talking about the late 90s, early to mid 2000s daytime soap opera passions. Breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> and because that show tends to drag things out, we decided not to start from the beginning. <laughs> and we went right into the prom boat storyline, which was around last week of June 2000, around 4th of July. So roll the credits and we'll jump into it. Okay, my first comment. God. Is there ever a time Sheridan Crane is not, I'm going to kill Sheridan Crane right now. I'm going to do it right now. Because I swear, every time I've watched episodes from when I've just been watching, she's always being, like, stalked. Well, I, I'm pretty sure this guy that wants to kill her is the original guy from, like, the first month. Okay, well, he... If he less talking, more doing his job, Sheridan Crane may not be a problem. <laughs> I was trying to remind myself, what is what does she know? What is she, you know? I just know drug cartel. I okay. So when the show started, she was dating a French guy named John Pierre. John Luke. Oh no, sorry, wrong one. Or maybe it was John Luke. I don't know. It was John. Whatever. It was John something. And he was, like, messing around with another girl, and apparently he owed some drug cartel money, and they ended up blowing up his car. That's and right. I they, and I don't think they knew Sheridan was involved with him, or they, I don't know. But this is the same guy. Well, this storyline continues on into Christmas. Does it? <laughs> when well, she's buried alive. Does she? And I start. Well, I started. I was watching some episodes from when the second Gwen came on, oh, and okay. that was like three fifty five, I think three fifty six. Because I was watching, I was listening to Passions for Life, so I wanted to, as I listened, watch the episode. Okay. And she was still, you know, <laughs> still being. <laughs> so that's about a year and a half of that. James Riley was the writer. Sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> We have a love-hate relationship with James Riley. He gave us some of the best storylines ever, but man, could he drag out a plot line. He li he likes a slow burn. <laughs> a real slow burn with like a year's worth of dream sequence. And then, you know. Um, we were saying offline that for Passions, we picked a, we picked a pretty um, active week. Things were happening, and usually when things are happening like this, it's a dream, or it's like somebody's imagination. <laughs> it's crazy, though. It's like things are happening, but at the same time, they're not. 
There's yeah. just so much like charity will become evil. I yeah. love, I love Ethan. I have to tell Ethan. No, you can't. Yes, I can. I must tell Ethan. I, it's fate. <laughs> um, younger Aaron, when he was watching this show, was all for Teresa and Ethan, like all of it. Now I'm watching it back, going, "Girl, girl." Okay, so I was thinking, I was thinking about this, and I'm like. This show should not have been called Passions. It should have been called Obsessions. I said, all the women on this show are stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa is obsessed with Ethan. Mm-hmm. Simone is obsessed with Chad. Ivy's obsessed with Sam. Who else is obsessed? Well, Miguel well, is women- oh. obsessed with Char- or Charity. Oh, Kay's obsessed with Miguel. Like mm-hmm. it should have just been called obsessions, not Simone's obsessed with Chad. I think James Riley can fuse passion for obsession. <laughs> well, I remember when they first started promoting passions, I was uh-huh. like, oh, this show's gonna be like like they were it was very like sexy promos, like rolling around. I remember that too. I feel like I remember a beach. Yes, rolling around the beach, just kind of like, oh, passions, passions. And it comes on, I'm like, this is the show they promoted. (laughs) There's an angel girl, a doll's coming to life, and we've been at a carnival for like a month. Yeah. But I still love it. (laughs) It definitely felt like a bait and switch. And it for the first year, year and a half, well, maybe up until about this point of the year. I felt like they tried to hide the supernatural. Like, the rest of the town didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, they're just like, oh, yeah, no, Kay's a witch. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, but I, maybe because I was younger, but I just really feel like I thought Teresa was older than, like, being able to go to her senior pro- or her prom. Yeah, and Ethan's a lawyer, so he has to be minimum twenty six. He's went through four years of college, and then how how many years of law school do you go through? Two, three, somewhere in there. I don't know. Oh no, you go for a while. I'm just like, she is just into school girl crush, like. But then, when this like, was started, she was seventeen. So for statutory rape reasons, let's say she's eighteen now. He's at least a good eight to ten years older than her. But when they like play it like they knew each other as children, like they don't play like there's a big age. It's so crazy how passions is very like fluid yes. with their yes. ages, their timelines, their all that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the actress that plays Sheridan, she was a lot younger than I thought she was. Oh, in real she, in real life, she's only 22 like a, when it yeah, started. she was a few years older than Ethan. I but I don't know the way she carries herself, and I don't maybe it's the haircut. She I felt like she was like in her late twenties. Yeah, I was really surprised that she was as young as she was. But again, watching this as a child, you know, 13, they seem so much older. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do we start? Well, we'll just start with it's prom in harmony, and their prom is late. Our prom was in April. Ours was, I've I've heard a lot of schools do it like after graduation. Really, my my high school always did it uh, right before Memorial Day weekend, so you, we had the extended weekend. 
It was always the okay. Thursday before Memorial Day. Um, we crammed it all in before graduation, and when you graduated, you were gone. Really? Done. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you I've played, heard some like, schools say that, okay. like you can't if you don't go to prom, you don't go to graduation or something like that. Like, oh, no, we didn't have anything that. like that. But. Or yeah, I don't know. Or if you don't show up for senior awards, you don't get to go to prom. I don't know. <laughs> so I showed up for my senior awards and I walked out halfway through, <laughs> just well, like, like in attendance. <laughs> it's prom season in Harmony, and mm-hmm. everyone's ready to go. Um, Teresa doesn't have a date. She made up a boyfriend who allegedly dumped her at this point, mm-hmm. and Gwen feels so bad for her that she's offering up Ethan. To take Teresa to the prom. The th- and the thing about passion is just like the flip of one character can say something, it changes their whole viewpoint. Because by the mm-hmm. end of this week, Gwen was in that boat rowing. The rowboat. <laughs> and like oh, the waves oh. were so high, but she was rowing. I was like, girl, you getting a workout. Yes. And then did they even show her getting on to the yes. main boat? Yes. They did? Okay. They get, yeah, they showed her getting on the same I must have looked away then because all of a sudden she was on the boat. I was like, they didn't even show her like climbing on the boat. There's so much I don't, I wish I could read. Like, I'm, I need to rewatch all of this because it's sometimes (laughs) as bad as it can be. And even the biggest fans of Passions will tell you it can, there's things that just don't make sense. You can't, (laughs) you can't, you just go with it. Um, Kay has a plan to make Charity win prom queen so that she could dump a bucket of fish guts all over her. It's very interesting that this storyline was going on at this time because on days, they were doing the pig's blood for Chloe. Same week. Same network. I'm surprised the network allowed two shows to do similar storylines like that. Well, James Riley was probably executive producer on both at the time. No, Tom Langan was the writer in 2000. Well, all I know is I think I'd rather have the pig's blood Poured on me than the fish guts. <laughs> but um, well, I don't know if it was ever established. Okay, um, hang on. You know, we get dressed, we go to prom, we're getting on the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and of course, in passions, fashions, or in passions, fashion, everyone in town is on this boat, besides mm-hmm. one, like besides two people, so that you have. The cut between from the boat to the what's really going on in harmony. Mm-hmm. Why is Tabitha at a prom? Like, did they ask her to chaperone? Was that before we? Because st- we started at two fifty-eight. They may have asked her, but like Tabitha was very good of just inserting herself into things. She was always just walking into the Bennett house without even knocking with her doll, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Timmy, 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 Timmy. Um, and Grace was always just like, "Oh yeah, welcome, Tabitha. Come in." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Charity has that little necklace that's going to make people kind of do things that they want to do, mm-hmm. even though and you know. I think this might be the first time we see Zombie Charity, hmm. right? Her voice. Darkness and destruction. Oh, God, I hated her. (laughs) I was never a charity fan, and I don't know why. I wasn't either. I always liked Kay. It's, I did too. And it's weird. 
it must be a James Riley thing because sometimes the characters that you should be rooting for, you're mm. not you're like you're rooting for the person to actually destroy them. Like Gwen literally did nothing wrong. Well, okay. Again, well, at the beginning. Going back, going back to my whole they're all stalkers obsessions thing. Um, pretty much all the villains won on this show in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they did. When I you think that's Sam. Yeah. Julian and Eve ended up together. Um, Charity and Miguel did not end up together. I sh- Kay got him, right? Kay, Kay got, got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all the villains won in the end. <laughs> but, um, oh, Ivy's at the prom because she's she... going to she's gonna tell Sam finally that Ethan is his son. It, uh-huh. And for like four episodes, she's just, I'm going to tell. Like, that's the thing I love about Passions is forever. It's like, I'm going to tell Sam that we're bonded together forever. (laughs) We're bonded. I'm just like, girl, come on. Okay, so Sheridan kept saying, I have to go to the seascape. I have to go to the seascape for the um, 4th of July dance. So then I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. So it is a a, a town prom. I thought the seascape was the name of the boat. I didn't realize that the seascape was like a different location. <laughs> I thought she was going to the prom. She was like, is everyone going to be on? I kept saying, we have to get to the seascape. We have to get to the seascape. But I'm like, you're on the seascape. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and then they're like, they're like below deck, and all it took was to have us to slide an arrow a different way. Passions used to do this shit all the time. They would like be wandering around the woods, wandering around a mansion for days. People just walking around in circles. Like, people don't do this. <laughs> like, you see a stairwell, go up it. That's how you get up the deck. I know. <laughs> Yet we love it. <laughs> and we continued on. I love it more now because I, I kind of look at it. I think when I was a kid, I was looking for something that was serious. Like everything had to mean something. And now I just, like I've said it to you, I think Passions were like a parody of a soap opera. It was just over the top. And it, it was kinda made it was fun kinda... of tropes. Sometimes it kind of winked at the audience. And I think it, I appreciate that more now. <laughs> it was very much that too. Like, ooh, look, we're the shiny, just like, ooh, something shiny, you know, just. Just dumb fun. For a show that was so outlandish, it got a lot of name soap ap- actors on it. I mean, this is the week Marsha Brady showed up. Okay, Marsha Brady, which I totally forgot that. Um, I knew she was the first Gwen, or first uh, Rebecca, but it's so hard to see her as Rebecca because Adrian. Uh, oh, I don't remember her last name. Um, you know who I'm talking about, though. The one who played Rebecca second. Yeah. Mm-hmm really made that character what it was. Oh yeah, totally like a floozy like like I I can't see Marsha Brady going around going Pilar or Teresa Cita or what all those like little inappropriate she was very racist, very big, Yeah, very um floozy, a bigot. <laughs> I couldn't and I couldn't see her going around going pookie all the time of Julian. I just can't see Marsha Brady doing that. Yeah, the second one definitely made the character her own. I think she might even come a month or two after this because I, 
Yeah. Um, Brady Marshall, wasn't on very long. I'm not. We're calling her Marsha Brady. <laughs> Maureen McCormick. Yeah. She wasn't <laughs> on there long at all. I wonder if it was like a Jones Collins thing. Like, oh, how cool it'd be to be on a soap opera. And then you get on there and you're like, oh my God, they work like nonstop. Well, I don't know if you caught this. But the FBI agent that Luis was on the phone with was, was Adam, Adam Dynasty. Mm-hmm. I was and like, he's, <laughs> he's he's on a few in the episodes in closer to December, January of 2000, okay. 2001 when Sheridan. I, and I know that Luis Sorrell made an appearance on there. I don't know if it was a one episode thing or if it was a week, but she she was like a, a cannery worker. She at worked at the cannery. It was during K number three. Okay, I didn't see it. I just read. Oh, I saw. It. Well, you know, I love my Vivian. I thought they she had, had more to do. They had Robin Strasser as Hecuba for like mm-hmm. a year or two, and she was good in that. They got John Riley, who just passed away a few months ago. That was from General Hospital, nine hundred two and zero. Something. The, the guy that played the first um, Alistair was from Another World. I didn't know him because I didn't watch Another World, but he was like well known. I wonder if, as a soap actor, they saw this as just, like, a job's a job, like, whatever, the show's crazy. Or if they were just like, oh, I get to do things that I wouldn't do on any other show, so I'm going to see. Because a lot of them stuck around for a while. When I listen to Passions for Life, they talk about how, uh, like, the Julian, Rebecca, Ivy, they all kind of knew, like, how to give those performances that were very over the top and just natural. Whereas if you haven't listened to passions for life, you definitely should. It's fun. Do you hear? I was listening to it when it first started. I think I listened to the first five or seven episodes. Um, I always liked Ivy. I don't know why the actress just always like drew me, me in. Me too. Like I remember thinking I should be rooting for grace, but I can't stand her. <laughs> I think it's because she was too nice. And I was like, you know what? She deserves what she's getting. I was an awful kid, I guess. <laughs> um, Eve. Uh, I, I always loved Dr. Russell. I was I always, always liked her. And her um, and Julian were always my couple, one of my couples I rooted for. So Eve had a child with Julian. Mm-hmm. And she keeps telling Ivy that it died, and Ivy's not convinced of that. And she knows that Eve thinks that Chad could possibly be her her son, and that's why she doesn't want Chad dating Simone or Whitney. Um, see, she Eve Eve does the one thing as a parent you should never do: tell your child they can't date someone. As soon yeah. as you say that, that's exactly who they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um. Chad was in the hospital. I don't remember. He had some kind of accident. Yeah. But he ends up leaving and ends up at the prom. He's the DJ. <laughs> um, and he's just like rooting Teresa on. He's like, do it, girl. Tell him. <laughs> yeah. And I remember being like, when I watched it, when it was on air, thinking, Whitney, stop. Like, Teresa's your best friend. You should be rooting for her to get with Ethan. Mm-hmm. But watching it now, I'm like, Whitney was the only sane one. Mm-hmm. Like she um, was literally the only one who was like, "Come on, Teresa, have some sense." But yes, uh, going back to Gwen, her mother, when she once she finds out that she that Gwen pushed Ethan to go 
to the prom with Teresa, she gets in her head and is like, you better go there and get your man. And like, <laughs> I'm just saying, girl, you stupid for doing that. So then and she then, ends up in the rowboat and she ends up on the main boat. <laughs> which that right there is a performance on its own, watching her in that rowboat. Just like she just took her shoes off, threw them in the boat. was like, all right, I'm coming, Ethan. <laughs> and she's just whew, sped out there too. Uh, apparently, Ethan and Teresa kissed uh, on the docks. I guess he he was trying to comfort her after her breakup from her fake boyfriend. Um, but she does. She spits out, I love you, to him. And uh, Gwen appears around this point. And the water is starting to get choppy. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept waiting because, you know, I've watched Passions for Song for that soon as someone says something that they really want to say, I'm like, oh, Flash, this is just a dream. And it never happened. I was yeah. like, I think I, w- I would get more shocked when it wasn't a dream than if it was a dream. Well, I, I was shocked this week because nothing was a dream. Everything was actually happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Charity had a vision that her and Miguel had been on the Titanic <laughs> and that this ship was going to meet the same fate as the Titanic. <laughs> I just love how Reese was just like, let's go get online. And they went right into the ship that doesn't look like it looks doesn't look like a very safe ship to be on. It's very rusty and very it looks like <laughs> a kind of fishing ship, yeah. I guess, or whatever. But they just had a computer there and was able to check. <laughs> you would have thought they were alive today. Just like so does Kay kind of rig it so that charity does win, or is she won? I thought she was trying to rig it so she could win. And then Timmy went and made it so Charity would win. See, I thought Kay wanted Charity to win because she wanted to get her on that X so that she could dump the fish guts on her. No? I'm not sure. But I just want to know why Charity was like, no, I need someone to dance with. There's a room full of humans. Let me go get Tabitha's doll. Yeah, so weird. Um, well, I was kind of Timmy, like, oh, don't let Timmy get covered in fish guts. Timmy voted for himself for prom, <laughs> for prom king. <laughs> I, oh, I love Timmy was such a good character. I like that he called Tabitha princess all the time. Princess. <laughs> um, I, oh, I liked when they were on the um, deck and mm-hmm. Timmy's all just like, oh, what are we going to do? We're in trouble, princess. And she's like, you can see Tabitha's eyes. Oh, I didn't think this through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just so worried about destruction. I forgot, you know, we're on the boat. <laughs> um, Below deck, Ivy locks. Well, okay. Rewind a little bit. So Charity wins. Prom queen. She dances with Timmy and um, Oh, before she dances with Timmy, Kay, because she was the runner-up, is the court jester. And she was we like, didn't I have those affiliated. And I'm like, it really wasn't, nobody really laughed that much at you. Like, it was so stupid. <laughs> she had to wear a funny hat for five minutes. I would have been like, like, yes, give me the hat. Like, I've never been so humiliated in my life. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> you can tell that Kay is. A Sammy Brady knockoff. I could see that. And Charity's kind of like the Carrie Brady. She does no wrong. She's got the guy, you know. 
Or like a Belle when she was a teenager. Yeah. Belle, like the perfect teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Oh, and Julian's drunk, and he actually runs into Timmy, who's making some Mar- Martimis, and they have a drink together. <laughs> oh, and I like how they're just holding that drink as the boat's all. Yeah, right. <laughs> Congratulations, we've caused destruction. Wait, we're going to die too. No. <laughs> so Kay and Simone finally get um, Charity, who's dancing with Timmy, on the X, and they dump the fish guts on her. Passions was the king, queen, whatever you want to call it, of those dramatic pauses and those moments where it was just like you're yelling, hit the button. <laughs> Please, God, hit. And then it goes to commercial and you come back. It's just like she's on the X. And then you finally hit the button. And it's just like, ugh. And now Charity's like so traumatized that she's just kind of staring into space. Her necklace is glowing because now she's going into full-on zombie Charity mode. <laughs> it's funny. They don't even try to change it up whatsoever. It's like, now what we're doing, Carrie. Yeah. We don't care. This is Carrie. We're doing it. <laughs> um, Grace goes to find more towels or blankets and she goes into she goes below deck and she goes into a room and Ivy locks her in there. <laughs> I <laughs> that room looks like it's you know, there was a bed in there. Uh-huh. What world does the lock go on the outside of the room? This is another thing passions I love. It's just convenient. Oh, it's like, oh, she's in this room. I'm just going to lock her up. (laughs) So then Ivy thinks this is the perfect way for her to tell Sam that Ethan is her son. (laughs) But because the water is getting choppy, um, he doesn't want to hear what Ivy has to say. He says, I would never leave you for, like, leave my wife for an ex-girlfriend. We have kids together, like... That bonds us together. So now Ivy's like, we have kids together too. I have to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> of everything, of everything, of everything point, she says, though, that's the one thing she holds on to. We have kids together. Ooh, we have kids together too. You know? Because she's obsessed. I told you, obsessions, not passions, <laughs> obsessions. <laughs> um, I remember Ivy being in a wheelchair at one point, and she she, I felt like she was in a wheelchair for like four years. <laughs> well, she, after she was done, you know, of course she faked it for a little bit. I okay, so I only watched the first three, maybe four-ish years of Passions, and not because of school, not like consistently. But so she may have only been in a wheelchair for a year, but for me, it felt like it was like three, four she years. She was in it for a while. I mean, I watched it summertime, mm-hmm. and then Christmas time, and of course, once I got DVR, yeah, I watched it a little bit more frequently. Yeah, but she was in it for a while. Yeah. So the room that Grace is locked in, um, water is starting to seep in through the window. Um, Sam finds her. And does she admit that she locked her in there? Because he's like, if if anything happens to Grace, this is all your fault. Well, he asked her where Grace was. Oh, okay. And she kind of just like, I saw her downstairs. I'm surprised they were able to find her with Tabitha switching all the arrows around. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) 
Yeah, because Gwen sure found Ethan real fast when she got on that boat. It's like, oh, where's Ethan? There he is. Mm-hmm. Um, Gwen falls over- overboard. And Ethan's kind of like holding her. He's like leaning over, holding her. And the boat's rocking. And Teresa's like, no, I can't leave you. I love you. And I'm like, wow, you didn't say that out loud in front of one. <laughs> but what's interesting is, doesn't she kind of fall like this way? But yeah. he's able to catch her hand. I, God, we're looking too much into this. That's not the point. Um, <laughs> but it's fun to do that. It's fun, it's fun to dissect passion. Even Ethan kind of looks back at Teresa like, really? This is what you're going to say to me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to pull one up. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure she don't die. <laughs> um, what else happened? Oh, Julian... After his Martimi sees Eve <laughs> below Zach, and he's like, My Evie Weevy. <laughs> <laughs> but I also was like, This is a little problematic. A man just like throwing himself at a woman and expecting, like, it, it was a little icky. Well, and I know passions kind of push that envelope a lot to begin with. I but... wonder, I mean, maybe because I mean, yeah, it was a different time, but still, I, I remember a lot being like, Man. There's a lot of assault on passions, man mm-hmm. and female. Mm-hmm. Like there was a whole lot of that, and I don't think enough people talk about that. Yeah. Um, like uh, sometimes uncomfortable. What? Yeah. James Riley did that a lot, unfortunately. I don't know why. I mean, Sammy drugged and raped Austin. Well, Jack did the same. Jack. You know, raped Kayla. James Riley didn't write that though. No, but what I'm saying is like there just seems to be that history mm-hmm. in soaps for some reason when it comes to that yeah. uh sexual assault, and then they don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um TC sees them and he beats Julian up. Mm-hmm. Um he was always beating up Julie though. Or Julian. He was always saying, I'll kill you, Julian Crane. I'll kill you. And then come back from commercial break. I'll kill you, Julian Crane. I'll kill you. <laughs> TC, no, don't. You're killing him. TC, no, don't. You're killing him. Like, I don't know why. They may have had a lot of pages of dialogue to remember, but I'm pretty sure they could probably just be like, Oh, I forgot my line. No, I bet it's this. Stop, you're killing him, TC. You're killing him. And no one would know. They mentioned Beth. Beth was on in the early days, too. They really kind of, she, they really took the small character and made her crazy. I didn't realize she was on there as much as she was. Yeah. Um, When her mom comes on, played by Kathleen. Oh, I love. I love. Again, another name soap actress. My favorite. Remember when they had their orangutan nurse and she was in love with Louise? Obsession. (laughs) Even the animals were obsessed. Do you remember the orangutan used to um, have like fantasies about it and Louise getting Uh married? Uh (laughs) I watched a Passions like reunion or a panel and Louise talked about, well, not Louise, but Galen talked about that. That was ridiculous, but funny to watch. And I always liked like, Kathleen Noon, like just how like she used to yell. Her and Mrs. And, Wallace she hated Beth so much, and I like how she used to go, <laughs> like she's. <laughs> <laughs> the show was so ridiculous. 
I, I love Mrs. Wallace. And I was I remember being like, of course, the craziest people in town are named Wallace. Wallaces. <laughs> Spelled differently though. Yeah, thank goodness. Um what else? Well, we didn't talk at all about uh, Sheridan Louise. You know, they spent a lot of their time just bickering, as they mm-hmm. always do. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she just wants to get out. She's tired of being in quarantine, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> in a sense, yeah, she she was being quarantined before we. <laughs> so. And I she literally, pretty- when she said, fine, I'll stay, we'll order Chinese, the menu's in my bedroom. I'm like, why would I you was like, Luis, if you fall for this. And then she snuck out. I was like, now I know the police on soap operas aren't always the brightest. I said, but Passion's really had some dumb police officers. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as she would have said, it's in the bedroom, I'd be like, well, let's go get it. <laughs> You're coming with me. I don't know my way around your bedroom, you know. So he ends up being able to follow her to the seascape, which is when I found out that the seascape was a separate location. <laughs> um, and there's a hitman there. Did you recognize the hitman? No. I couldn't get past the, I've got a shot. Sheraton Crane will die tonight. Okay, so do you remember the episode of Buffy from season one, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date? Yes. He's the vampire that comes back that they think is the anointed one in the in the um oh, okay. funeral home. Okay. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a... uh my favorite thing during all of Luis and Sheridan's scenes with that was when he took her shoes in the middle of the forest. Through <laughs> them and she's like, and I knew she was gonna say, I was like, I bet this is her favorite pair. She goes, That's my favorite pair of shoes. I was like, so then he had to carry her. <laughs> I love their little red. I think I guess it's called a red herring when like you think she gets shot, uh-huh. but it's the tree, uh-huh. and she's like, "This branch just fell." Mm-hmm. And then Luis is like, "His strong detective work in the late at night, very dark. A bullet hit it. Someone was, you know." <laughs> I feel like passions with that a lot. They like did a fake out and then they go to commercial break and come back. <laughs> I mean, I love a good fake out, I'm not gonna lie. But some of Passion's fake outs weren't the best. There was a tidbit early on in the week, maybe even the first episode we watched, where I think they said that Teresa, at least Teresa and Miguel, no, Teresa and Luis grew up in that cottage that Sheridan lives in. Mm hmm. And they found a bullet in the wall, which I guess they're trying to imply that maybe that's the bullet that killed their father. Even though, isn't he not dead? No. I didn't watch that far, but <laughs> I know. No, he's was. not dead. Um, well, I don't know if you... He and is and... he with, like, Sheridan's mother? Yeah, he's with Sheridan's mother. They, have you know, fake their deaths or something and run off. But he, uh, Martin came back once before. Yeah, at the end of 1999, but it wasn't him, right? I don't see. I think it was supposed to be him, but they said no, it wasn't. When it comes to backstory on passions, you really can't. It's like John Black, it's gonna change. <laughs> so don't believe it. If you think you know the backstory, just be like, you know what? 
it'll change in a year. I was thinking about Teresa and her character. The first year, she was very much like this, like you know, teenager, kind of obsessed with Ethan, just kind of swooning over him. Wait, 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 wait. Kinda obsessed. Yes. Um, Okay. But there comes a point where she just. I think it's maybe after their first attempt at getting married or after she has little Ethan where she's like living in the mansion and she's just, she's, and she's always like bickering with Rebecca and she just goes right back at Rebecca. She basically is like at one point friendly with Alistair and she's like, I'll just get Alistair to like, let me do it or whatever. <laughs> and she just gives zero fucks. She talks back to everybody and I love her. <laughs> I just think it's funny. She's so obsessed with Ethan that she named her son Little Ethan. Ethan. (laughs) (laughs) Not Ethan Jr., Little Ethan. I Um, remember being a kid and thinking it was so gross that Julian and Teresa slept together. Well, she slept with Alistair, too, I think. Did she? Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Or I think she did. Or was it one of those things? Ooh, was it one of those things where it's like it was? Was it like sleep with me or I won't save Ethan or something or I'll cut Ethan uh, out? I think she married Alistair. Really? I'm pretty sure she married Alistair at one point. I'm gonna have to look into that. I, that makes I, me want to watch it, it. <laughs> because I think it was like she was she mad mad at everyone or something, and you know. Like her way of getting the upper hand was she married Alistair, I think. Interesting. I know she married Julian. Yeah, I remember that. And then Fox came to town. Because mm-hmm. I remember him calling him mommy, or calling her mommy when he first came back. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. She married him. I'll have to look into that. Well, because, yeah, I don't know. But um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I can, I mean, ta- no matter Charity what. somehow found, what, rode herself over to the mainland where the storm was and standing on the dock with her arms out, making the boat rock. Um Miguel gets in a rowboat and finds her and she makes lightning hit him and he passes out. <laughs> and she's just like, death, destruction. <laughs> I just like how she's very like, just death, destruction to harm. I didn't even mention, oh, I saw your girlfriend on the, on the dock. She was, she was acting a little weird. I didn't oh. know that Gwen knew who Charity was. I mean, I guess at some point they must have met. Between all all the town functions, they probably ran into each other. Um, But I Googled real quick because I didn't want to wait. She was (laughs) married to Alistair Crane. Really? 2005 to 2008. That's longer than I thought. That is the longest marriage on a soap opera ever. (laughs) That was her longest marriage (laughs) until she married Ethan, which, you know, at the very, very end. Doesn't Alistair die, though? Is that why it ended? Because he died? <laughs> oh, if that's the case, then no, he didn't. Because, uh, you know, he never dies. <laughs> but, but, yeah. yeah. So. 
I think that's pretty much everything that happened in the five episodes we watched. It's a lot for Passions. The one thing that I really applaud Passions for, though, was the diversity of its cast. I did always think that, that they were the most diverse show. How, that but be. what's interesting is they're the most diverse cast at that time. Mm-hmm. Yet, a lot of their dialogue could be sometimes racist. Especially Rebecca's. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, hmm, how that work? I mean, you know. I mean, I love Pilar. Pilar was my, I always loved her. I didn't love her. I didn't hate her. I, I appreciated her. that she was on. I didn't really have strong feelings for her against her. To me, she was like the moral compass of the show. I just felt like she was just always telling Teresa not to do things. <laughs> well, someone <And> had to. <laughs> 15, 16-year-old me was like, let her do, let her live her life. <laughs> let her tell that boy she loves him. <laughs> so, but uh, I I know we didn't finish the prom from hell. Our our friend Donald shared a, a soap opera weekly cover and it was called Prom from Hell. Mm-hmm. I I remember that episode. cover. I remember seeing that cover. Um, yeah, we didn't finish it. I think we had at least another week or two out of it. See, and that, that surprised me because with passions, a storyline sometimes could last a lot longer than it should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're like, I think it's just a couple more weeks. It's like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. But I mean, I'm excited to finish watching. Yeah, I'm excited to go back to it. But, um, all right. So I guess you want to make some of the announcements for what else we're doing this week? Make our our queer announcements, queer church announcements. So next week we are going to be starting Sunset Beach, and I'm so excited. Aaron Spelling's only venture into daytime television. And it's so good. I love it so much. Um, it, In some ways, it reminds me a little bit. I watched a little bit of Santa Barbara. And the setting kind of reminds me of that. So it was interesting. Because didn't they take Santa Barbara off and Sunset Beach kind of started? No. Santa um, Barbara ended in 93. Sunset oh, Beach okay. came on in 97. Oh, okay. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. Um. And then they took another world off for passions. Um, yeah. Well, Procter and Gamble wanted to take it off, I think. <laughs> P and G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this Wednesday, the second episode of Tomorrow's a New Day comes out. I know, and it and we've gotten some good feedback and good response so far. So I really hope if you're watching this, you will listen to episode two. You get to meet a lot more characters. And we're also releasing the after show for episode two. With Caitlin Hayes, who plays Lily Reef. And if you go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash queers and soaps, you'll get early access to episode three along with that after show. Mm-hmm. And this week, exclusively on Patreon, we're going to be starting Falcon Crest. So we're going to be talking about the first few episodes of that. Um, already on there is Knots Landing, so 
go over and subscribe and you'll get mm -hmm. a few goodies. <laughs> and um, I think that's all we have, right? I think that's all we got. All right. Well, follow us on all the socials if you haven't already at Queers and Soaps. Subscribe and... to us on all the platforms. We're on so many platforms. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple or Amazon Music, Audible. So basically any yeah. social media, just type Queers and Soaps and follow and subscribe. Yes, please. <laughs> and review us. Give drop us a review. We would be very appreciative of that. And until next Monday, we will see you then for Sunset Beach. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye.